If your spider plant is looking peaky and that Venus flytrap you bought just kicked the bucket, you need On The Ledge, the podcast about indoor gardening where you learn everything you need to know to keep your house plants looking lush. I'm Jane Perone. Join me and a host of wonderful guests to chat all things houseplants at On The Ledge Podcast. Welcome to the MTM Podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, the founder of Miles to Memories, joined as always by Mark Osterman, MTM's managing editor, and from As the Joe Flies, Joe Chung. Good to see uh, both you guys back here again. Did you see we have a new review on Apple Podcasts? No, is it a bad one? I hope it's a bad one. We've got to do negative reviews again at the end of the year. I don't know if we've had any recently. It's a mixed one. Somebody on Twitter a few days ago uh, contacted me or just like, you know, added me on Twitter saying that we had to get rid of the laughs on the podcast. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yep, yeah. Yeah. So All then, the uh, negative so now, reviews are about me, so that's cool. I appreciate it. So naturally, it. The, uh, the review came. It says <laughs> maybe two ver- – it's a two-star review. It says maybe two versions, question mark. Uh, and then it says laugh-free so I can listen and laugh for those who self-waterboard. So that's what it oh, says, that your lab nice. is akin to water, self-waterboarding. There we go. Hey, wow. that's that's unique, at least. It's new. And I like, whenever they do it, it's always like a two-star, and there'll be like five-star Coomer, five-star Chung, one-star Osterman, and it averages out. That really <laughs> makes up you... for all the lack of uh, bad reviews this year. That was, that was a pretty vicious one. But the haters give Mark life, so. Waterboard. I like it. Waterboard. But we love our, we love our non-haters more. So uh, if you do like the show, don't forget uh, on Apple Podcasts to, to leave us a good review. And you can find links to all the podcast apps where you can find the show everywhere at mtmpodcast.com. You can also find links there to apply for credit cards if you want to sh- support the show and to our Diamond Patreon group, patreon.com forward slash miles to memories, our exclusive diamond upgraded group. So yeah, I, I'm always happy to see uh, to see reviews come in, whether they, they like our laugh or not. I actually listened you to the see, show after that you... tweet and there wasn't a lot of laughs in it last week. No, show, I don't so think, I don't know. yeah, I don't think we laugh, whatever. Um, did you see the one on YouTube for the MTM uh, YouTube one about the laugh? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was something like, oh, I love uh, Mark, his evil... <laughs> <laughs> wheezy laugh or whatever and then just how i always throw shade at everything so i thought that was kind of funny an evil wheezy waterboarder that's what that's what came out of this yes so sorry everybody out there who are voluntarily waterboarding yourselves with uh with the laugh uh, makes yes. no sense to me makes and no joe edits out like 90 percent of them too but you know we do every appreciate single that. every single every single time mark laughs i decrease the game like the amplitude <laughs> of how loud the laugh is. So imagine, folks. There you go. What would happen if I didn't do that? The people in the Diamond Lounge get the full-on experience, though. There's no editing there. So if you do like listening to loud laugh where I almost fall on my chair, that's where it happens. That is an under-promised uh, benefit of being in the Diamond Group. We never we <laughs> yeah. never really sell that as a perk. But they can hear you uh, laugh a lot and then see you laugh even more in person, which is which is good. Speaking of person, how how's your week been? Uh, both you, Joe, you haven't you weren't with us last week. How are, how are things? Yeah, it was good. Took the week off because it's our uh, annual senior class science fair, and I run that whole event, so it's just a ton of work. So thanks for the week off. I do have a related comment. You would not think that this is good, but if you watch the documentary on Disney Plus called Science Fair, 
It was done by National Geographic. It is one of the best documentaries you will ever watch. It is really good. It's about the International Science and Engineering Fair, which is like the worldwide science fair and the kids who do it. Uh, it's pretty crazy what some of these kids can accomplish. It's a really good documentary if you have uh, time over the holiday break to watch a little bit of uh, television. Like a, a Mentos and Diet Coke volcano? Is that is that the level we're talking about? Yeah, except for <laughs> like these kids, like they design things to like stethoscopes that can be used in third world countries are are like a virtual stethoscopes to like to save money arsenic detectors machine learning stuff it is crazy what these kids can do you know well they're still kids they're like it was filmed in 2017 so they're like 20 21 now i mean just these kids are geniuses but it's really compelling uh just everything that they go through and the whole entire thing event and oh it's international so it follows some kids from other countries as well which is uh, pretty cool to see but uh, it is really good we showed it ironically my coworker and i showed it ironically one year after the science fair and we're like this is going to be terrible but you know we don't want to do any work after science fair because it's been so much work and we just want to relax. And then it turned out to be a legit good movie. So uh, you should check it out. Uh, the, uh, the teacher mail on day. Let's put a movie on. <laughs> yeah. Well now, now it's like, now it's like my favorite days of the year uh, because I, it's the kids I, too. That's their favorite day too. Joe put on a movie well, just so he could like mess off in the corner. And then he ended up there like with popcorn in the front row. You should have seen these. I mean, my class is a bunch of nerds, but these kids were like wrapped they were like hanging on every there. The, there's like villains and heroes that they like kids that they're rooting for. So it's really good. Check it out. Which uh, streaming service is it on? It's on Disney plus because uh, it's National Geographic. So um, okay. most people have Disney plus. So, uh, you know, it's only like a it's, it's less than two hours. So it's worth watching. You could, I don't know. I was I, I, I'm thinking like, Mark, my daughter's turning nine. She's like almost old enough that I can show her this and be like, you will never accomplish this. <laughs> be like what What have you been wasting your life doing how are you yeah. not at this level yet <laughs> that's a little harsh yeah. that's well harsh. you know asian parents sean get used to it <laughs> connor'd be like i can make that in minecraft let me show you <laughs> <laughs> there you go so uh what's what's been up mark i know after we talked last week about the instacart gift card debacle you headed out to to staples right and got that all resolved you kind of gave up on instacart reaching out to them i was kind of over it and they weren't responding in any way still haven't responded in any way so i went out to staples and this has been like a month since this all went down i just walked in there and i was like hey i don't know if there's anything you can do if there's a number i can call or what i have these gift cards instacart doesn't know what to do with them and they they aren't working and luckily it was like a store manager that's been around for a long time kind of knows this stuff and and he knows me a little bit because i'm in there all the time so it was like the best store for it to happen at. And uh, he's like, looks at it. And another manager walked up first and she, you could see that she had no idea what to do. And he's like, all right, well, I think I know what's up. I'll tell you how, what what happened later. And we go over to a register. He's like, I think they scanned the barcode at the top of the gift card instead of the one at the bottom. And normally the, the system will say error won't let you purchase it. But for some reason, Instacart, it will go through, but they won't activate because you didn't scan the right barcode. So he's like, normally the system won't let you return gift cards, but I'll try to do a return. If it does it, then that's what happened. So he scanned it, did a return, uh, and then I repurchased the gift cards. Uh, So we did like two separate transactions. I already got the credit on my credit card. So that's what happened. And it's kind of scary that it can happen. And I don't know if this is just at Staples or if Instacart gift cards have this issue at any retailer. But normally, like I've seen people scan the wrong one at Target and stuff. And Target just goes like, beep, not authorized same thing with like the mass card gift cards it just won't 
activate, but for some reason Instacart, they do. So be careful. I'm not buying any anymore. Yeah. Like even at the Kroger self-checkout or wherever you scan, you accidentally scan that other barcode, you know, it just automatically says up, oh, you scammed the wrong barcode. Like it doesn't seem like it's that difficult to, to program in. I always wondered why they have that second barcode because they don't really ever use it for anything. I'm guessing Maybe it's for internally. Yeah, the store, like shipping, tracking, uh, inventory type of stuff, that would be my guess. Yeah, because the, the barcode's covered, so they scan that to when they're sending it out, tracking, all that. So that's what I would assume internally. So is there, like, no way to have known that it didn't activate properly? Like, no. The only way to find out was the way you found out, which is when you got home and, you know, well, the freak would... out way? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. There was nothing weird on the receipt or anything like that, and... Uh, you know, the other gift cards I order, uh, or I bought some other gift cards on the uh, order, and all those activated fine. So that's why it didn't seem like a an issue with Staples, because the other uh, gift cards activated, so it didn't seem like it was a system error. This solely uh, fell on Instacart in my mind. And it's kind of sad that they couldn't even tell that these gift cards weren't activated on their end. Like, I called multiple times, I gave them the numbers. They're like, yeah, we show these are gift cards, they should be working. You can't tell the system doesn't tell you that there's no balance on them or they're not activated like i don't know that's why instacart gift card customer service is about as bad as it gets and is clueless and that's why those gift card discounts aren't quite uh the discount you got to factor in when things go wrong and stuff i mean i still think that gift card discounts are i said last week i bought some instacart gift cards i still haven't even loaded to this day but you know i do take advantage of these deals too for for good uh offers but you have to know that there's a downside sometimes like you said you dealt with it you got it got it got the solution that you needed my wife was listening to the podcast last week she came back she's like oh no you're not going to eat that 150 dollars. you better go figure it out so another downside to the wife listening but uh i was like don't worry it's all handled it's good it's in my account but watch somebody commented like you should use that right away because watch the instacart whatever this fictitious team is that's supposed to investigate it will investigate and see that they were loaded and be like, Oh, he said these didn't work. We should wipe this out. And, uh, you know, it's theft or whatever, something weird. Watch them wipe out the balance. So I feel so free that my wife doesn't listen to this podcast. I could confess all my sins, all my mistakes. And, you know, I don't have to be called to the carpet for it. It's lovely. How you keep your kids, uh, away from McDonald's happy meals, like a, like a <laughs> curmudgeon. <laughs> Look, I still don't like talking about that uh, publicly too much, just in the, in the case I mean, of... Isn't, isn't it right now the 24 Days of Mariah or something? They're giving away free stuff every day, Joe, and you're not, not uh, letting your kids have that? It's very sad. Are they? I didn't even know that. I only know that because of our internal Slack where everybody is so obsessed with fast food. So we have... I think yesterday was the Big Mac. So everybody uh, posted pictures of that. I don't know what the, what the rest of the thing is. but And they have Mariah, exclusive Mariah merchandise, Joe which I know your kids definitely want. My kids love that Mariah Carey dog Christmas movie. Christmas movie, yeah. Ellie's obsessed yeah. with that movie. It's made its comeback this year again. Yeah. Yep. Well, every year, that's the, that's the funny thing about mm-hmm. holiday movies is every year you're like, oh, we got to watch that one, we got to watch that one. And they don't get old. Like Home Alone, we probably watched two times already this season. It's like, eh, well, I could watch it again. It's just so good. And you only watch it this time of year, so... Yeah, I think that movie has great uh, like childhood memories for me just because I was around the same age as Kevin McAllister when, when all that happened. So I think that you could, you could do it. And just don't, I'm still not going to watch the new one. Yeah. I'm not going to watch, watch the one on Disney plus. It's horrible. <laughs> it's just, you, you, uh, you actually end up hating the kid and, and feeling bad for the parents. Maybe that's because we're parents now. And, but I think that's kind of the way they were trying to like flip it on its head. It did not work at all. 
there's a YouTube channel I like called Pitch Meeting where they just like make fun of like all the inconsistencies of different movies. And I watched the pitch meeting for the Home Alone remake on Disney Plus and they totally skewered it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if people have watched that movie and hated it, at least watch that. So get some entertainment for like oh, six minutes out. out of the pitch yeah. meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Pitch meetings is fun. I, I've watched some of their some of the, their videos. Let's talk airlines for a second. Delta. Well, you have two things that happened this week. Delta and Southwest both did something. Let's start with Delta because they're like always on the bleeding edge of devaluing their program, like of making changes that nobody else has the guts to do. And uh, this week, what did they say? That and yet they still win. Uh, they still win TPG awards for the best uh, thing every year. I wonder well, why. Because they do have good customer service, <laughs> and according to you, the best terminal and in all have, of the United States. They have States. a lot of credit cards too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there you go. But now, basic economy fares no longer going to earn miles, sky miles at all, or elite status. Is that right? Crazy. Yeah, which it, it seems so weird, you know. And I wrote that I don't really care about this change, just because I never fly basic economy. In my article, I explain why some people will care and others probably won't. And I think you know, we'll fall on on either side of that, and and people will either be very upset or or not care at all. I don't think there'll be like a middle ground really. But it does seem really cheap, like. You're getting five sky miles per dollar. That's, you know, 5% back essentially because they've made it. They've earmarked their miles for one cent per per mile. So we're talking about a 5% savings. And then you think about basic economy. A lot of it is probably people that aren't even in the program because they're infrequent flyers or going to visit family and they just book the cheapest ticket. So I mean, what percent would you even think that uh, basic economy flyers are invested sky miles people? Less than half? I don't know. So what are you saving here? Two and a half percent on your fares when you break it down? I don't know. Quick question. Does it preclude you from still earning? Like, let's say I'm a Delta elite and I bought a basic economy ticket, but I used my Delta Sky Miles credit card. Do I still get the extra points that I, I get for yeah. that payment? Yeah, like you still the, earn whatever. credit card you get... normal. Okay, so yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just bizarre. Nickel and diming. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. Well, they're going like right at the low-cost carriers, the Frontiers and the Spirits, but neither one of those airlines you know, don't give you miles. They both give you miles. Although, you know, let's be honest, kind of. Spirit and Frontier miles aren't like the most valuable. <laughs> they're, not, they're not really. I mean, how long did uh, PDX Deals guy have those Spirit Airline miles that he couldn't <laughs> figure out a way to use them? So, yeah. I mean, they give you miles, but it's kind of like a facade that you can't really use them. I mean, card carriers, there are those like 5,000 mile thing. If you want to fly a, a Tuesday between 6.10 and 6.11 in the morning to a random airport in the middle of uh, Florida, then Spirit Airlines miles might work, but you, you already weren't allowed to use your elite status in basic economy, which I said that was the real devaluation when they came out with it, is that if you earned elite status and you book a basic economy ticket on Delta, you didn't get any perks, no upgrades, nothing. So, I mean, I think a lot of people that are going for status or have status already are booking main ca- cabin, and that was just a way for Delta to say, hey, you want to use your perks, you're going to have to pay $30, $40 more. And that was the real issue that I would have with this whole thing, where you know, I think United allows you to use your status when you fly uh, their basic economy. Yeah, that's a good point. They already made these changes to make it so that elites and their best customers aren't booking these fares because they don't want them to. And, uh, you know, do you expect, you know, we talk about, you talked about United, AA, they both have different versions of this, but on some level you're earning miles and getting some elite benefits. Uh, do you expect, I mean, I expect at this point that that'll go away, right? I mean, everybody Isn't that the likes way it to always works? Yeah. yeah. Delta comes up. I mean, Delta introduced basic economy and then everybody else was like, all right, let's do this. So I don't know what it is. Like Delta is, you know, the big 
baddie on the on the corner that does it and everybody else is like all right they paved the way let's just do it so i wouldn't be surprised if they do which i don't fly either of those airlines they're metal very often so it wouldn't be a big thing to me but uh, yeah but really what is the point of this it doesn't frontier it's not saving you match, anything that's what you should do do the frontier <laughs> status match you get all this stuff for free the miles might not be worth much but I'm looking at uh, Vegas flights for our meetup, our diamond meetup in April, and everything's like astronomically high, like six, seven hundred dollars round trip, and of course Frontier's like three fifty, and I just can't bring myself to do it. <laughs> well, do the status match though, and then you'll have you know all the perks. So why not? I mean, you'll have leg room and all the other yeah. stuff. Does Frontier Maybe. have direct from Detroit to Vegas? Uh, yeah, they have like one flight a day. Yeah, there's That's some weird markets. Not risky at all. <laughs> yeah. One flight a day. That's the other thing. Like, and I think it was like I would have to fly in the day of the meetup when I wanted to fly out Thursday night. And yeah, if something goes wrong, I'm kind of like either I'm going to be doing hella connections or booking a last minute fare somewhere else. So I'm I'm waiting. Uh, you know, maybe after the first of the year, some things happen, change. Otherwise, I'll have my Amex airline incidentals, which I can use on Delta, and I'll just pay out of the nose. But it'll be coming out of Amex's pocket, I guess. I don't know. Well, I'm going to keep working on you. Wait, well, we got a couple more weeks for this status match, yeah. so we'll see. We'll Maybe I should just do can... it. Fifty bucks is fifty bucks. Just I just think you. I think you'll case. save it. You know, but uh, yeah, Detroit's one of those weird markets where Frontier is competing with Spirit and Delta. There's a few other markets where Frontier and Spirit both have like Orlando's another one from Vegas where they compete with each other. So I don't know. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. All right. So the other news was Southwest. We don't know a lot about this, but they're going to introduce a new fare class in 2022. And the weird thing about Southwest fare classes, right? I mean, they give you free bags. They give you Why free do they even have fees. fair classes? <laughs> I know. I mean, like the biggest perk is like to pay more for the business extra or whatever and or for, you know, their business fairs and, you know, get better boarding positions, stuff like that, earn more points. But they're introducing this new fair class, which only makes me think it's going to be right above the want to get away their cheapest fair class only makes me think that they're going to take stuff away from want to get away, like maybe free bags or decouple something from that lowest tier to add this newest one. Can you see any other reason why they would do this? I mean, I don't know what they would add to it. Yeah, they're saying that it's going to be stuff that people would want to pay for anyway. So, I mean, the only thing they could really add is early bird. So maybe the the fare will come with early bird and maybe you won't be able to get early bird outside of that. I don't know. but Or maybe it'll be discounted. Like if you buy it through this fare, it's 12 bucks instead of 15 bucks or whatever it be. But yeah, I've never understood the business uh, fare. And it'll be like a couple hundred dollars more. And all you do is get like A1 or boarding or maybe A10, like early on boarding. And I think you get a, a couple of drinks, tickets or something like that. But unless you're just trying to stick it to your employer and earn more miles and you have like an expense account that they don't care what, what fare you book. I don't know who books that. Who like what is the point? It seems like this is the airline that least needs to add a fare on top. I wonder if they're saying they're adding a fare for stuff you want to pay for. And then they'll sneakily add like a lower fare to take away the free bags because all the other low cost carriers, the high, like, you know, JetBlue, uh, what is it called? Blue Extra or whatever, you know, you get the free bags included and free changes and stuff like that. But free changes already come with Southwest. So I just don't know what they can offer. But people must buy these business fares, right? Which also don't make any sense, like you said, Mark. So maybe they're like, well, if people buy the business fares, they'll buy another fare class and, uh, you know, we'll just make a little extra money for no reason maybe they're relying on consumers just not being savvy enough to know that like they're not getting that much extra for an extra few bucks well my prediction is that it probably won't happen right when they launch the fair class but their first change will be want to get away is get less baggage maybe one bag maybe we start 
doing change fees. And I think that, you know, I think eventually this is, will be the death of a lot of the free stuff on Southwest because they have to have something to move into that new second tier. Uh, but again, we don't know. So this is purely speculation. The only thing we know is that they're coming out with that, <laughs> with the new. They're rolling class. out basic economy, de- Delta style. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically they're doing it well, Southwest style, but yeah, it's going to be something like that. So who knows? We'll, we'll see. And we'll keep you guys up to date. You guys have anything interesting you want to discuss? I uh, did all my Christmas shopping via Amex offers. So I just took, so what happened was I bought my wife a Theragun mini because that's what she wanted. It's like a, I don't know what it is. It's some sort of massage thingy, Um, but they're all the rage right now. And I bought it at Target um, last week and I even asked her, I was like, do you just want to open it now? Because they're backers now. So I was like, do you want to open it now or do you want to wait until Christmas? But she's like, I'll wait. Which, good thing, because uh, Danny and Bethany were posting on the internal Slack. And Dan- Danny also wrote about it on uh, his uh, DDG website. But Amex Offers had a $100 back for $200 spending at some place called Flexit or something like that. Which I think they their main business is virtual training stuff, like Peloton type nonsense. But... Um, they also are selling a Theragun Mini. So I got it for, it was a little bit more expensive there, I think, because I paid for some personal training classes that I hope they never contact me about. But I saved like 80 bucks doing that so I can return the one that I got at Target. And then once I did he that, signed a four-year I was like, contract, but uh, he, got a, he saved 100 bucks on the, <laughs> on the massager. Yeah, well, maybe they got me. I'll have to look in the five print later. But basically what I did is, at that point, I just went through like all the Amex offers and I just looked for stuff that I could use to buy for people and I just added them all. And then I just, I probably ended up spending more money than I had to, but at least it gave me the kick in the pants to go ahead and do all my holiday shopping and uh, get it out of the way. So two weeks, nope, 11 days in advance is better than two days in advance. <laughs> yeah, it's always crazy, like those weird random Amex offers that you think will be of no use and then you find out they, they sell something that you, you could use or... You know, it's totally not what you think it to be. Like, there's so many that I scroll through and just cancel. And Ryan wrote up a review of Max Rewards, which is this uh, app that adds all of your bank offers across, like, all the banks, like Chase offers, Bank of America offers, Amex offers. And you can see them all in one place at the app. You can just search, like, when you're in the store at CVS, you can just pull up CVS and it will tell you which bank has an offer for CVS. And you can add it to your card right then. And, And they have this cool system where if it's an Amex offer... They just like attach it to whatever card you spend it on. Like, let's say you have it on your gold card and your platinum. If you go to a store and you use your gold card, then they'll automatically attach it to that offer. And this is in their paid version, which is a donate what you will type of paid version. So definitely, if you haven't read that article, check it out. It is something unique and something kind of cool if you have trouble tracking all these Amex offers and everything. Or, you know, if you don't want to sign up for a four-year contract to, to get a massage gun. There's also like potential with these Amex offers. We haven't talked about this in a while for gift cards. Uh, a lot of uh, people will test the Amex offers with portals to see how they pay out on gift card purchases. And I know even some of the ones that aren't written about a lot right now, there's people doing gift cards, reselling them. So to your point, there's always there's a lot of opportunity people kind of overlook. And it seems like American Express is burying us with offers lately. Like, is anybody else? I'm just so overwhelmed with them. So I feel like I need a tool to help me because... Like, it's just, there's just so many offers on all my cards, and I get a little overwhelmed. Yeah, it does seem like there's a lot going on now, and it's all, like, it's a lot more difficult. Like, we used to just be excited about, like, Staples, $10 off 50, and and Lowe's, you know, 20 off 100, and those were, like, easy ones. And now it's, like, all these weird 
uh, hoops you have to jump through or different, you know, criteria, percentage off up to this amount and just keeping track of them all. I've kind of like fallen off the wagon of Amex offers. I don't even really look at them anymore just because it's, you know, it takes so much effort with everything that's going on. And then they're throwing all these new card offers at you and authorized user spending offers. I get like a new one every week. And I'm like, man, I just, just juggling Amex alone is like a full-time job. Yeah. I mean, I think like I wouldn't have even have thought to do it except for hat tip Bethany and Danny. Uh, Just want to make sure give Bethany the hat tip that she deserves, even though she's not even listening to this, because they were like, oh, you can use this for this item, which is the item that I bought. Like, that's why I was on that. But there was no way I would have figured that out on my own. And even when Danny or whoever writes about like all these various random Amex offers, I guess if you are a aspiring blogger out there, write about what you can specifically buy it for because or, you know, use it to buy because you never know who's that's going to help out. But it's, it is impossible to keep track of everything. You know, I've recently simplified my Amex life and it's still too complicated. Speaking of Bethany, she uh, kind of uncovered that Simply Miles promotion, you know, where there's crazy quadruple or quintuple earnings or <laughs> or whatever. Are you guys are you guys thinking about doing it? You know, what is it? 240 miles per dollar for donations at one place and all kinds of craziness going on. I read Bethany's article and it said that I needed an American Advantage credit card. So, womp womp. I will not be doing it. <laughs> yeah, I think to get into the program you need it, but then you can pay with any MasterCard is my understanding. Have you ever if looked only at the program? I had gotten in a year and a half <laughs> if you had ago, started, or yeah, you should have signed up. I should have signed up, and then I would I would be in, and it wouldn't matter. I do have a offer on my account: fifteen hundred miles for a two hundred dollar or more Best Buy purchase. So with all the multiplying, that should be pretty good. Even if people aren't donating through that through that charity, and we have a article on the website on exactly how that two hundred and forty miles per dollar works. I think it works out to be point four one cents per American Airlines mile, which is a great value if you have a use for them. But there are some other offers like the Best Buy. I could think of $200 worth of stuff I could buy, you know, to get 1500 miles multiplied times five. So, you know, keep, I I think anybody should at least log in and look. And yeah, Bethany did discover that, you know, she does really good with that kind of finding promotions and, and, you know, pointing stuff out kind of like what you were talking about, Joe, with the, uh, with the Amex offers and finding specific things to kind of lead you down that, that path. And, I know I'm going to do the Best Buy thing, so why not, you know? Buy a few Legos, score some miles, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I also do not have an AA card. I do have an AA account. I just do not have an AA credit card right now. <laughs> why you got to rub that in my face, Mark? Why you got to bring that up? Why is that big deal? Yeah. I, I do wonder, like, these things, whenever, you know, the swag bucks deals and all that stuff, when it's, like, a profitable deal and it's coming at the cost of a, a donation to a charity type of thing, do you guys ever second think that, like, who's paying the freight on this thing is the charity paying for the miles is somebody did somebody donate the miles is american airlines picking up some of the tab like i always question that like the swag bucks donate ten dollars get thirty dollars i know they're hoping that you just like set it and forget it and you kind of like get billed and they make their money back after a couple months but for the people that are just doing it and making the money i don't know where where do you draw the line there do you guys even consider that I didn't think about that until I think you had mentioned that when we were chatting about it before. And that is a little, you know, it makes me wonder, you know, because someone has to be paying for those miles. I guess it's one of those ignorance is bliss type situations. And hopefully it's not the charity. I mean, if the charity is paying for the miles, 
and they lose money out of it, it probably doesn't make sense, right? You figure charities operate hopefully at a pretty tight margin, so they know what they're doing, but I guess you really never know. Um, but that is definitely food for thought. Luckily, I have no moral qualms not participating in this because I cannot, <laughs> as, as I've mentioned. Yeah. You know, this promotion is across the board, so I would guess that it's paid for by the airline. But as long as you're just taking advantage of a promotion as the terms were put out there, I don't feel as much uh, guilt in that. You know, you're something like this is fairly straightforward. You're donating money. You're getting miles. So, so you take advantage of the terms and then an ex-employee tracks you down and, and starts commenting in your Facebook group and on your web page and calling you scumbag. <laughs> yes. Uh, Which is a throwback. <laughs> yeah. Which is a throwback to the sign up for New York Times and you get a uh, Google Home, I think it was. And I'm guessing they meant yearly subscription, but the terms didn't specify. So you could sign up for a month and it was like 10 bucks and you got a Google Home. And some ex-employee of New York Times like went off and then joined our Facebook group and started posting in there and all kinds of stuff. Like went over the top. And I think he used to work in the promotions department, if I remember correct. So... I was like, you know, they had attorneys look this over and nobody, what do you want us to do? If it's not in the terms, what what are you going to say about it? That was kind of funny. Shout out Stewie. Good old yeah. uh, good old Stewie uh, from the New York Times. You know, every once in a while, there's a reader commenter who just ingrains themselves in your memory. And uh, he will always be one that we hold near and dear to our hearts. Yeah, I think this was like 2017, 2008. It was a long time ago, but it's something we'll all remember for, for like ever. So either of you guys have any more travel through the end of the year, early next year that you're firming up? I'll be back in Disney World the second weekend in January. I'll be he just hopefully... He just goes all the time when there's not a meetup. He, he goes every other time. <laughs> you really well, should have been I there, I know. I, was, I had a lot of FOMO, but partially because I... I'm going uh, in January. I'm hopefully my body will hold up and I will run, walk, crawl the uh, Disney half marathon. And so that's why I'm going. And I was kind of committed to that already before, like I committed to this before the meetup was even decided. That's my next trip. I mean, obviously we're going to drive down to New Jersey for the holiday as normal. Um, and then theoretically, again, because who knows, you know, I don't like to commit to any travel that is more than three weeks away these days, but uh, we're hopefully going back to Disney World as a whole family for the first time in actually four years for all five of us to go uh, in February. So yeah, maybe maybe you'll be there, Sean. Who knows? I may actually be there in February. I'm debating on, on that, on how I arrange my whole schedule just to get Disney World in there because I know that it's uh, it's so important, Mark to get back there with the with the family you're just there so oh fun. with the fan with the family yeah okay i i, yeah. I, I do i do need to, plus i was I epcot need, epcot oh, is like can, the least disney of, i mean it's i the do, most I disney do need to get to epcot with mark i do need to get yeah. to yes. epcot with mark that's 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 what I you could pay for three years of disney plus three years of disney plus documentaries for the one day at, at epcot <laughs> every yeah you get you have to be there to to see what happened in china uh maybe i'll recreate it for you joe there was pretty epic china what happened in china uh for the most part stays in china, china. What although happens joe in... can see the video I you can mean get you little bull trouble in big china or whatever you <laughs> oh, yeah. said mark people what really was... love that joe you're editing in by the way that's a that's a good feature of the show what was the what was the random tweet about uh, adults in in disney world or whatever uh somebody was throwing shade it was like the onion or something like that and uh, you know, it was like a request made to the American Psychiatric Society to no longer qualify adult Disney fandom as sociopath or, you know, insanity or something like that. Yeah. I said, I, uh, I private messaged Joe at that time and I was like, 
Well, you know, it should just say every every adult male that goes to Disney just has mommy issues. <laughs> yeah, he said that to me. That. He said that to me, and, he, and and then under that he said, "My fingers hovering over the send button." It was pretty funny. <sighs> what would what would life be if Mark not talking crap about uh, about Disney? I did have a good time at Epcot. I thought that was uh, a lot of fun. I mean, it's expensive. It's probably not worth it to do it like an every year type occasion but i think everybody should experience once if you enjoy you know eating different types of food from different places or trying different types of wine and beer and and stuff like that i think it's pretty unique something pretty cool that i enjoyed you know i'll probably do it again just and do it pace it more so i get to experience uh, everything a little bit more but i think that one's uh that one's still on my list to do so maybe I, maybe i should go to star wars land and do a similar thing hop around in there yeah, less booze in Star Wars land, but the the cantina, Olga's cantina is really, really cool. And I would love to see at some point you and Joe in the park at the same time. That would be fun. Plus the McDonald's, of course. Then we go to McDonald's, yeah. Yeah, right after. Drove by that McDonald's, Joe. I waved for you. It is a crazy looking McDonald's. I, I had never paid attention to it. But then, you know, of course, when we started this podcast, Mark constantly talked about that McDonald's. And since then, I've been like paying more and more attention to it. And it's like, it's got like solar panels. It's like, a, it's like its own... <laughs> It's, every time you notice I know, like I never noticed since, the solar panels. Oh my god. Every every uh ever since the pandemic, it's like the last place I want to go because you know, it's a, a very cramped arcade in a play place upstairs. I don't even know if it's open. It was dirty back then. It was very like the arcade games looked gross and it was just like kids snotting everywhere. And then you think about everything that's going on, you're like, Yeah, I definitely don't want to go into that uh environment again anytime soon. So that's kind of funny, but I who knows? I know the all the play places around here are shut down. So I'd assume, you know, parts of it are, are closed off. But you still can get like an omelet and a pizza there, which is kind of unique. So it's worth going to eat for sure. Yeah, I mean, you're right. The place is nasty. We were there in February of 2020 just to stop in there with Ellie and Jasmine. Like, oh, Ellie, you could play or whatever. We walked in. The place was so overrun with people. And, like, the lines were so long. It was so dirty everywhere. We're just like, all right, here's the world's largest McDonald's. Uh, let's go. I mean, we had been inside, but not <laughs> since the they renovated it. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, we, we didn't even do that. We just went somewhere else. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I did drive by it because I was avoiding the tolls this time at the airport. Um, even though they do have the new uh, – they have the new – you can get the pass at the airport now, a temporary sun pass. You don't have to do it like you used to go to a convenience store or whatever. So they have made it easier, and I meant to buy that and forgot. And if you've ever been to Orlando avoiding the airport, there's a small side road – or avoiding the toll road – there's a small side road that clearly they made it so difficult to avoid the toll road. They don't want anybody driving down it. But it's funny to watch like a, a parade of rental cars do that because of people who don't want to pay the. Got to save that buck 20 or whatever. No, it's just for me, it's been more about the inconvenience of getting the, the sun pass and all that. But now that they have the temporary one in the airport, I sh- I'll probably just do that every single time now. But Well, I used to go down with like a. I don't know why, but I still have film canisters. You guys are all old enough to know what film canisters canisters are. I don't know. Some of these young people don't know what they're like. But I, I go down. I used to go down with a film canister full of quarters. But now Easy Pass, which is like the whole Northeast system, is accepted at all the toll booths down in Florida. So it's great. I can just bring my tag down and I don't even have to worry about it. That's how East Coast bias brainwashed you are, that you think it's great <laughs> to have to pay tolls uh when here on the west well, coast i mean we enjoy i have to pay the tolls whether i think that's great or not but at least i don't have to bring down the quarters or buy <laughs> a temporary sun pass true like me me yeah. being the idiot driving on the 10 mile side street to, to avoid it 
Once we were driving around um, Chicago once, which has a lot of toll roads in the area, and we got off, and you know, most have like a credit card swipe. You know, on the highway, it's all credit card, or you you go to an attendant type of thing. And we just pulled off because we had to go to the bathroom or or stop to get gas or something like that. And we pulled off to this one random like very not used. Uh, you could tell the exit wasn't used that much, and it just had like this old toll with a bucket, and it said forty five cents or whatever. And that was it. There's no other way to pay. So we're just like sitting there as the line's building up, trying to dig through the car to find change because we didn't have any. And luckily we found it. I just grabbed like a whole handful and chucked it in there and <laughs> hoped it opened up and it worked. But like, what do you do? You just drive through and get the ticket, I guess. Like, I don't know what you do at that point when there's no other options. It was kind of bizarre to me that that's even still out there and uh, something that was going on. This was like three, four years ago, but I was like, what does somebody do that doesn't have change? I guess you, you have to bring your film See, my film my, thing full of quarters. I don't, do they even still make the? Do you just wait, have like a really no, old? They don't. Case? I don't. I don't know why. I don't know why I have them, but I'm never, ever losing that thing. Okay, that's precious. Can't get those anymore. Yeah, they don't make quarter holders anymore. They just uh, only the film canisters. But you know, it's funny. I was my friend Dave, who Mark knows is like the the most polite. A friendly person in the world. He was telling me a story a couple years ago going through this toll booth where he didn't end up having the change. So he put in like half the change of what he had. Then he looked at the camera and he said, I'm sorry. And then he drove through, I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> and of course, he still got the ticket. I was like, I was like, you really looked at the camera and said, you're sorry? He's like, yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And they didn't, the they didn't discount ever. out the half the money he put in there either, probably nope, on the ticket. No, nope. <laughs> no, they probably give him a bigger ticket, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> Maybe, I'm so maybe sorry. Somewhere. Hopefully this works. Hopefully your machine doesn't register this as pennies instead of quarters. The life of sea out here out west, we don't we don't deal with that. We have freeways. Although they do in California, they have tollways now. I, w- I almost wish they would put a toll road in on the 94 and 75 in Michigan, even though it'd be a pain. Just so like hopefully we could get the roads fixed. Like at least tollways for the most part. Like when you go into Ohio and you're on the tollway, it the road is in very good condition where here it's like, oh, there's a guy that blew out his tire and uh, ruined a rim. You know, I'd rather pay a dollar twenty toll than hit a huge pothole. So I wouldn't I can... mind it, to be honest, yeah. but they'd probably find a way not to spend the money on the road. That's the one thing I told Mark in Michigan. I was like, wow, your your highways are bad. Like, they're really bad. All the like, roads are bad. All the... Everything's yeah. bad. Yeah, you're and we, just, it, yeah, you're just bumping as you go down the road because of all the cold weather and stuff, right? And the crazy thing is, uh, you know, our gas tax and everything like uh, you, that you pay at the pump, like the ta- like we tax higher. Everything goes into a general fund. So even though we pay a higher gas tax than people around us, we spend less on the roads than like Ohio does in Indiana and stuff like that. And it doesn't make any sense to me. I wish it wouldn't be that way that it goes to a general fund. Like, hey, I'm paying this gas tax. Put it towards the road. That was the purpose. But they're bad. They're really bad. So one more thing before we go. I wanted to just to mention, because we covered it on the site, that uh, through the holidays, Amazon has all their pay with points deals. And there's been quite a lot, obviously, with American Express membership rewards and even Chase Ultimate Rewards Discover. But City kind of get lost in the mix. It doesn't. They don't work with Amazon as much. But there is the uh, targeted pay with points offer. And uh, I know you were recently retargeted on it. I just checked one of my accounts. It had 50% off up to $15. So like 15 off 30. But you know, you could, I could buy a Best Buy gift card and you know, a $30 gift card for half off. So definitely we're checking Stack it with the Simply Miles deal and get burned to the points. Uh, yeah, I got go. uh, uh, 40% off up to $10. So I'm not going to do the math on that. But like, <laughs> somewhere in that range, like 17, 18 bucks, something like that. I don't know. No, yeah, wait, you know, it'd be 25, 24, 25 bucks, something like that. 
Yeah, it's always nice, especially if you have multiple Amazon accounts, as I know many people do for your business, personal. I think my house has seven or eight different accounts, all for Strange one friends. reason or the other. <laughs> no, I mean, I just think over Who the years- Who has the most like, Amazon accounts ones. out there? Oh, Thousands I do not have the most Amazon and accounts. And hundreds of Amazon accounts. <laughs> no, I don't have hundreds of Amazon accounts. I know, I'm sure there are people who do. Yeah, why not? An Amazon account for you, an Amazon account for you. But it comes in handy this time of year when you have uh, these deals. And it's always a good reminder to add cards from the various programs to your Amazon account. Opt out so they're not taking the points automatically. But having the Amex membership rewards card, the Chase Ultimate rewards card, the Discover Cash card, these cards already linked to your account. That's how you get targeted for these deals generally. So... I know I've made a couple hundred bucks this year on it, and usually every year the last few years. Yeah, and if you aren't targeted for a specific deal that you want, try uh, you know removing that card from your account and then adding it a couple days later and then check it again. That's worked for me in the past. It definitely doesn't work every time, but it, it does work. And that was big back. Remember those, uh, what was it, 20% off, you know, up to $50 type of deals that were really good, you know, three, four years ago? And you'd be able to get them a couple times a year. And, and that always kind of worked for me. And I'd go into my dad's account and, and do it for him too. So uh, give it a try. If it's, you know, for a $10 one, it's probably not worth the effort. But if it's one of the better, like $30, $40 off, uh, it's definitely worth a try a couple minutes. And people always ask, what do I buy? I generally always buy Best Buy gift cards there because they have a high resale value. And I can also use them on a lot of stuff. So to me, it's you know, especially if I'm getting 50% off. Yeah, it's only a $30 card, but I'll do it because I'll just throw that in my personal stash and use it at some point for for 50% off Best Buy. So that's what I buy. Like if it's a no-brainer, I'll just buy Best Buy cards unless I have some other specific use or something to buy. Um, I know other people buy different brands. The only thing you really can't buy is an Amazon uh, gift card. Everything else should be... uh, should be good to go as long as it's sold by Amazon.com and not one of those evil third-party sellers like me. Because then you don't. Uh, do you guys buy things from third-party sellers on Amazon? I never, I never really pay attention to who's selling it. To be honest, I, if it's the best deal, I just click it and buy. See, I, I started paying attention a little more. Like, if I'm worried, actually, the reason why I started paying attention a little more is because of people like you, Sean. Like, I am more cognizant. That was a very aggressive. Third- well, <laughs> yeah, that you was very pointed. <laughs> But I, I'm more cognizant if they're third-party sellers because I don't want to return stuff to third-party sellers because I know what a pain in your butt it is um, knowing so many people who resell on Amazon. So it's it's only if it's from Amazon I don't, will I – I don't buy it I, from you but because I, I'm looking out for you. I'm not going to give you money because I don't want well, you to have to deal with the hassle. <laughs> I think Sean would much rather me not give him $50 and then him have to figure out how to give it back to me than uh, – you know, it's better. It's better that I don't give him any money at all. So yeah, we, we if like it's something that I'm not, Joe's in our customer base, we yeah, because like because if it's something Joe's. that I'm, we're not sure we're going to keep, then I'll make sure it's from Amazon because then that gigantic company can deal with all that nonsense. But if it's something we know we want for sure, then we'll get it from a third party seller. Um, and then you know we don't. I don't know. It's just like a pain for third party sellers if people like us are returning it. So that's why we don't do it. So people like you, Sean, have made me try to make your life easier. Believe it or not, is I almost never buy from third-party sellers because the quality I've received, I know ironically, considering how much I sell there, it just isn't the same. So I tend to avoid them. Joe, there's two different things with the, if you buy like from a third-party seller that ships it themselves, they're handling the refund. But at least if you're buying through like FBA where Amazon is fulfilling it, Amazon does the refund. So I'm a little bit more okay with that. Um, but just, I've had some some bad customer service experiences and other experiences where I, uh, I don't do that. And I guess as some consumer advice, watch out on walmart.com and some of these other 
sites. Walmart.com has been particularly bad about how they label third-party sellers, and they're having an issue with a lot of you know counterfeit sellers, things like that, uh, coming in and selling uh, bad goods. So I guess just a, a word to the wise on that. If your PlayStation 5 at Walmart costs $1,000, it's a third-party seller. Just FYI. Yeah, that's... <laughs> And it's very hard to see it sometimes with Walmart, whereas opposed to Amazon, you know, buries things and they, they try to make it fairly obvious when listings have really high prices, stuff like that. But uh, Walmart doesn't. And, you know, they're kind of, as usual, behind the game with Amazon. Um, but yeah, I, I noticed there was a Lego I was buying a little while back, had a really good price from Am- from Walmart, but there was this brand new seller from China who had no history selling that Lego uh, at like $15 less. And they got the buy box on walmart.com, which means pretty much everybody going to walmart.com was seeing their great price, buying it. And then of course, uh, you fast forward a few weeks later, you get a bunch of reviews that it's all counterfeit stuff. So always the fun thing with, uh, but you know, if you buy, I shouldn't say don't buy from third-party sellers on Amazon though, cause that's not good for business, but <laughs> that's what I do. Uh, speaking of PlayStation 5, I got mine uh, from the Walmart being uh, Walmart Express, whatever customer when they were doing the early drops, you know, via the Amex Platinum card. And I bought it for a friend that lives in a, a different state, so I had to ship it over to them because they were having trouble finding one for the holidays. And, man, that box is huge. I didn't think they were that big, but it is really big. Like, it came in this huge Walmart box, and I expected it to be, like, mostly fluff, and I open it up, and it's mostly the PlayStation 5, and I was surprised uh, how big it was. And it cost me, and the reason I didn't have a direct ship to them because I wasn't sure if they wanted it or if they had found it yet. So I just ordered it and then got their info later, and I... For some reason, Walmart doesn't let you change an address before it ships like Amazon does, or at least I couldn't figure out how to do it. Um, it cost me like 65 bucks or cost them 65 bucks for me to ship it down there, but still way be- better than buying from a second party uh, reseller that would you know, cost them several hundred extra dollars. So it was massive and heavy. I saw, uh, Joe, I seen uh, the Switch, the OLED switches are in stock too, which is, I think, great for travel. And so I bought one and... Kind of 50-50 on whether I was going to sell it or not, but they're in they're in stock widely, so if people are looking for switches, they can get them right now. But I'm still debating on whether to keep it or or to uh, return it. I haven't opened it yet. But Joe, do, do if you're traveling with a family, does everybody need to have their own switch, or is it really doable to have one and and share it? I guess I'm asking: Is my daughter just going to steal this thing from me, and then I'm going to be SOL, or do I need a second one? She is going like to steal it, but it is doable. Each get one one hand of. Theoretically, she goes to bed <laughs> earlier than you, right? There you go. So uh, switch time is late at night. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Joe, where can people find you when they're not listening to this fine podcast? You can find me at As Joe Flies all over social media and combing through my Amex offers. And maybe next week we can talk about how Amazon's return policy is a million times better than like every other website in existence. What about you, Mark? I also have an Amazon uh, horror story to, to discuss, so I'll bring that up next week uh, while we're talking about it. But uh, you can find me on Twitter at Detroit Mark. Email me, Mark at Miles to Memories. Join our Facebook groups. I'm in there all the time. Uh, comment on the articles on the website, uh, and I'll get back to you there. How about you, Sean? For our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Miles to Memories. $15 a month gets you you know, our private Facebook and uh, Slack channels, plus all of our bonus content every week. The meetups, like we talked about in Orlando, coming up in uh, Vegas, Detroit, and uh, Mexico City later this year. So you get all that. All of our posts, videos, podcasts at milestomemories.com. And you can follow us uh, at Miles to Memories all over social media. Thanks so much for listening. Mark, uh, why don't you give us a nice laugh? No, I'm just kidding. Right, no, I don't want to waterboard people. <laughs> See you. <ya. All> right, <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye.